Section 10 of Lourdes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Lourdes by Emile Zola. Translated by Ernest Visitelli. The Second Day. 5. Bernadette's Trials. About eleven o'clock that night, leaving Monsieur de Gersin in his room at the Hotel of the Apparitions, it occurred to Pierre to return for a moment to the hospital of Our Lady of Dolour before going to bed himself. He had left Marie in such a despairing state, so fiercely silent, that he was full of anxiety about her. And when he had asked for Madame de Jonquière at the room of the St. Honorine ward, he became yet more anxious, for the news was by no means good. The young girl, said the superintendent, had not even opened her mouth she would answer nobody and had even refused to eat madame de jonquiere insisted therefore that pierre should come in true the presence of men was forbidden in the women's wards at night-time but then a priest is not a man she only cares for you and will only listen to you said the worthy lady pray come in and sit down near her till abbe judaine arrives he will come at about one in the morning to administer the communion to our more afflicted sufferers those who cannot move and who have to eat at daybreak you will be able to assist him pierre thereupon followed madame de jonquiere who installed him at the head of marie's bed my dear child she said to the girl i have brought you somebody who is very fond of you you will be able to chat with him and you will be reasonable now won't you marie however on recognizing pierre gazed at him with an air of exasperated suffering a black stern expression of revolt would you like him to read something to you resumed madame de jonquiere something that would ease and console you as he did in the train no it wouldn't interest you you don't care for it well we will see by and by i will leave him with you and i am sure you will be quite reasonable again in a few minutes pierre then began speaking to her in a low voice saying all the kind consoling things that his heart could think of and entreating her not to allow herself to sink into such despair if the blessed virgin had not cured her on the first day it was because she reserved her for some conspicuous miracle but he spoke in vain marie had turned her head away and did not even seem to listen as she lay there with a bitter expression on her mouth and a gleam of irritation in her eyes which wandered away into space accordingly he ceased speaking and began to gaze at the ward around him the spectacle was a frightful one never before had such a nausea of pity and terror affected his heart they had long since dined nevertheless plates of food which had been brought up from the kitchen still lay about the beds and all through the night there were some who ate whilst others continued restlessly moaning asking to be turned over or helped out of bed as the hours went by a kind of vague delirium seemed to come upon almost all of them very few were able to sleep quietly some had been undressed and were lying between the sheets but the greater number were simply stretched out on the beds it being so difficult to get their clothes off that they did not even change their linen during the five days of the pilgrimage in the semi-obscurity moreover the obstruction of the ward seemed to have increased to the fifteen beds ranged along the walls and the seven mattresses filling the central space some fresh pallets had been added and on all sides there was a confused litter of ragged garments old baskets boxes and valises indeed you no longer knew where to sleep two smoky lanterns shed but a dim light upon this encampment of dying women in which a sickly smell prevailed for instead of any freshness merely the heavy heat of the august night came in through the two windows which had been left ajar nightmare-like shadows and cries sped to and fro 
peopling this inferno amidst the nocturnal agony of all the accumulated suffering however pierre recognized raymonde who her duties over had come to kiss her mother before going to sleep in one of the garrets reserved to the sisters of the hospital for her own part madame de jonquiere taking her functions to heart did not close her eyes during the three nights spent at lourdes she certainly had an armchair in which to rest herself but she never sat down in it for a moment without being disturbed it must be admitted that she was bravely seconded by little madame des agneaux who displayed such enthusiastic zeal that sister hyacinthe asked her with a smile why don't you take the vows whereupon she responded with an air of scared surprise oh i can't i'm married you know and i'm very fond of my husband as for madame volmar she had not even shown herself but it was alleged that madame de jonquiere had sent her to bed on hearing her complain of a frightful headache and this had put madame des agneaux in quite a temper for as she sensibly enough remarked a person had no business to offer to nurse the sick when the slightest exertion exhausted her she herself however at last began to feel her legs and arms aching though she would not admit it but hastened to every patient whom she heard calling ever ready to lend a helping hand in paris she would have rung for a servant rather than have moved a candlestick herself but here she was ever coming and going bringing and emptying basins and passing her arms around patients to hold them up whilst madame de jonquiere slipped pillows behind them however shortly after eleven o'clock she was all at once overpowered having imprudently stretched herself in the armchair for a moment's rest she there fell soundly asleep her pretty head sinking on one of her shoulders amidst her lovely wavy fair hair which was all in disorder and from that moment neither moan nor call indeed no sound whatever could waken her madame de jonquiere however had softly approached the young priest again i had an idea said she in a low voice of sending for monsieur perron the house surgeon you know who accompanies us he would have given the poor girl something to calm her only he is busy downstairs trying to relieve brother isidore in the family ward besides as you know we are not supposed to give medical attendance here our work consists in placing our dear sick ones in the hands of the blessed virgin sister hyacinthe who had made up her mind to spend the night with the superintendent now drew near i have just come from the family ward she said i went to take monsieur sabatier some oranges which i had promised him and i saw monsieur ferron who had just succeeded in reviving brother isidore would you like me to go down and fetch him but pierre declined the offer no no he replied marie will be sensible i will read her a few consoling pages by and by and then she will rest for the moment however the girl still remained obstinately silent one of the two lanterns was hanging from the wall close by and pierre could distinctly see her thin face rigid and motionless like stone then farther away in the adjoining bed he perceived elise rouquet who was sound asleep and no longer wore her fichu but openly displayed her face the ulcerations of which still continued to grow paler and on the young priest's left hand was madame vetu now greatly weakened in a hopeless state unable to doze off for a moment shaken as she was by a continuous rattle he said a few kind words to her for which she thanked him with a nod and gathering her remaining strength together she was at last able to say there were several cures to-day i was very pleased to hear of them on a mattress at the foot of her bed was la grivotte who in a fever of extraordinary activity kept on sitting up to repeat her favourite phrase i am cured i am cured and she went on to relate that she had eaten half a fowl for dinner she who had been unable to eat for long months past 
then too she had followed the torchlight procession on foot during nearly a couple of hours and she would certainly have danced till daybreak had the blessed virgin only been pleased to give a ball and once more she repeated i am cured yes cured quite cured thereupon madame vetu found enough strength to say with childlike serenity and perfect gladsome abnegation the blessed virgin did well to cure her since she is poor i am better pleased than if it had been myself for i have my little shop to depend on and can wait we each have our turn each our turn one and all displayed a like charity a like pleasure that others should have been cured seldom indeed was any jealousy shown they surrendered themselves to a kind of epidemical beatitude to a contagious hope that they would all be cured whenever it should so please the blessed virgin and it was necessary that she should not be offended by any undue impatience for assuredly she had her reasons and knew right well why she began by healing some rather than others thus with the fraternity born of common suffering and hope the most grievously afflicted patients prayed for the cure of their neighbours none of them ever despaired each fresh miracle was the promise of another one of the one which would be worked on themselves their faith remained unshakable a story was told of a paralytic woman some farm servant who with extraordinary strength of will had contrived to take a few steps at the grotto and who while being conveyed back to the hospital had asked to be set down that she might return to the grotto on foot but she had gone only half the distance when she had staggered panting and livid and on being brought to the hospital on a stretcher she had died there cured however said her neighbours in the ward each indeed had her turn the blessed virgin forgot none of her dear daughters unless it were her design to grant some chosen one immediate admission into paradise all at once at the moment when pierre was leaning towards her again offering to read to her marie burst into furious sobs letting her head fall upon her friend's shoulder she vented all her rebellion in a low terrible voice amidst the vague shadows of that awful room she had experienced what seldom happened to her a collapse of faith a sudden loss of courage all the rage of the suffering being who can no longer wait such was her despair indeed that she even became sacrilegious no no she stammered the virgin is cruel she is unjust for she did not cure me just now yet i felt so certain that she would grant my prayer i had prayed to her so fervently i shall never be cured now that the first day is past it was a saturday and i was convinced that i should be cured on a saturday i did not want to speak and oh prevent me for my heart is too full and i might say more than i ought to do with fraternal hands he had quickly taken hold of her head and he was endeavouring to stifle the cry of her rebellion be quiet marie i entreat you it would never do for any one to hear you you so pious do you want to scandalize every soul but in spite of her efforts she was unable to keep silence i should stifle i must speak out she said i no longer love her no longer believe in her the tales which are related here are all falsehoods there is nothing she does not even exist since she does not hear when one speaks to her and sobs if you only knew all that i said to her oh i want to go away at once take me away carry me away in your arms so that i may go and die in the street where the passers-by at least will take pity on my sufferings she was growing weak again and had once more fallen on her back stammering talking childishly besides nobody loves me she said my father was not even there and you my friend forsook me when i saw that it was another who was taking me to the piscinas i began to feel a chill 
yes that chill of doubt which i often felt in paris and that is at least certain i doubted perhaps indeed that is why she did not cure me i cannot have prayed well enough i am not pious enough no doubt she was no longer blaspheming but seeking for excuses to explain the non-intervention of heaven however her face retained an angry expression amidst this struggle which she was waging with the supreme power that power which she had loved so well and entreated so fervently but which had not obeyed her when on rare occasions a fit of rage of this description broke out in the ward and the sufferers lying on their beds rebelled against their fate sobbing and lamenting and at times even swearing the lady hospitallers and the sisters somewhat shocked would content themselves with simply closing the bed curtains grace had departed one must await its return and at last sometimes after long hours the rebellious complaints would die away and peace would reign again amidst the deep woeful silence calm yourself calm yourself i implore you pierre gently repeated to marie seeing that a fresh attack was coming upon her an attack of doubt in herself of fear that she was unworthy of the divine assistance sister hyacinthe moreover had again drawn near you will not be able to take the sacrament by and by my dear child said she if you continue in such a state come since we have given monsieur l'abbé permission to read to you why don't you let him do so marie made a feeble gesture as though to say that she consented and pierre at once took out of the valise at the foot of her bed the little blue covered book in which the story of bernadette was so naively related as on the previous night however when the train was rolling on he did not confine himself to the bald phraseology of the book but began improvising relating all manner of details in his own fashion in order to charm the simple folks who listened to him nevertheless with his reasoning analytical proclivities he could not prevent himself from secretly re-establishing the real facts imparting for himself alone a human character to this legend whose wealth of prodigies contributed so greatly to the cure of those that suffered women were soon sitting up on all the surrounding beds they wished to hear the continuation of the story for the thought of the sacrament which they were passionately awaiting had prevented almost all of them from getting to sleep and seated there in the pale light of the lantern hanging from the wall above him pierre little by little raised his voice so that he might be heard by the whole ward the persecutions began with the very first miracles called a liar and a lunatic bernadette was threatened with imprisonment abbe peramal the parish priest of lourdes and monseigneur laurence bishop of tarbes like the rest of the clergy refrained from all intervention waiting the course of events with the greatest prudence whilst the civil authorities the prefect the public prosecutor the mayor and the commissary of police indulged in excessive anti-religious zeal continuing his perusal in this fashion pierre saw the real story rise up before him with invincible force his mind travelled a short distance backward and he beheld bernadette at the time of the first apparitions so candid so charming in her ignorance and good faith amidst all her sufferings and she was truly the visionary the saint her face assuming an expression of superhuman beauty during her crises of ecstasy her brow beamed her features seemed to ascend her eyes were bathed with light whilst her parted lips burnt with divine love and then her whole person became majestic it was in a slow stately way that she made the sign of the cross with gestures which seemed to embrace the whole horizon the neighbouring valleys the villages the towns spoke of bernadette alone although the lady had not yet told her name she was recognised and people said it is she the blessed virgin 
on the first market day so many people flocked into lourdes that the town quite overflowed all wished to see the blessed child whom the queen of the angels had chosen and who became so beautiful when the heavens opened to her enraptured gaze the crowd on the banks of the garve grew larger each morning and thousands of people ended by installing themselves there jostling one another that they might lose nothing of the spectacle as soon as bernadette appeared a murmur of fervour spread here is the saint the saint the saint folks rushed forward to kiss her garments she was a messiah the eternal messiah whom the nations await and the need of whom is ever arising from generation to generation and moreover it was ever the same adventure beginning afresh an apparition of the virgin to a shepherdess a voice exhorting the world to penitence a spring gushing forth and miracles astonishing and enrapturing the crowds that hastened to the spot in larger and larger numbers ah those first miracles of lourdes what a springtide flowering of consolation and hope they brought to the hearts of the wretched upon whom poverty and sickness were preying old bourriette's restored eyesight little bouot all's resuscitation in the icy water the deaf recovering their hearing the lame suddenly enabled to walk and so many other cases blaise momus bernard soubi auguste bold blaisette soupen benoit Cazot, in turn cured of the most dreadful ailments became the subject of endless conversations and fanned the illusions of all those who suffered either in their hearts or their flesh on thursday march four the last day of the fifteen visits solicited by the virgin there were more than twenty thousand persons assembled before the grotto everybody indeed had come down from the mountains and this immense throng found at the grotto the divine food that it hungered for a feast of the marvellous a sufficient meed of the impossible to content its belief in a superior power which deigned to bestow some attention upon poor folks and to intervene in the wretched affairs of this lower world in order to re-establish some measure of justice and kindness it was indeed the cry of heavenly charity bursting forth the invisible helping hand stretched out at last to dress the eternal sores of humanity ah that dream in which each successive generation sought refuge with what indestructible energy did it not arise among the disinherited ones of this world as soon as it found a favourable spot prepared by circumstances and for centuries perhaps circumstances had never so combined to kindle the mystical fire of faith as they did at lourdes a new religion was about to be founded and persecutions at once began for religions only spring up amidst vexations and rebellions and even as it was long ago at jerusalem when the tidings of miracles spread the civil authorities the public prosecutor the justice of the peace the mayor and particularly the prefect of Tarbes, were all roused and began to bestir themselves the prefect was a sincere catholic a worshipper a man of perfect honour but he also had the firm mind of a public functionary was a passionate defender of order and a declared adversary of fanaticism which gives birth to disorder and religious perversion under his orders at lourdes there was a commissary of police a man of great intelligence and shrewdness who had hitherto discharged his functions in a very proper way and who legitimately enough beheld in this affair of the apparitions an opportunity to put his gift of sagacious skill to the proof so the struggle began and it was this commissary who on the first sunday in lent at the time of the first apparitions summoned bernadette to his office in order that he might question her he showed himself affectionate then angry then threatening but all in vain the answers which the girl gave him were ever the same the story which she related with its slowly accumulated details 
had little by little irrevocably implanted itself in her infantile mind and it was no lie on the part of this poor suffering creature this exceptional victim of hysteria but an unconscious haunting a radical lack of will-power to free herself from her original hallucination she knew not how to exert any such will she could not she would not exert it ah the poor child the dear child so amiable and so gentle so incapable of any evil thought from that time forward lost to life crucified by her fixed idea whence one could only have extricated her by changing her environment by restoring her to the open air in some land of daylight and human affection but she was the chosen one she had beheld the virgin she would suffer from it her whole life long and die from it at last pierre who knew bernadette so well and who felt a fraternal pity for her memory the fervent compassion with which one regards a human saint a simple upright charming creature tortured by her faith allowed his emotion to appear in his moist eyes and trembling voice and a pause in his narrative ensued marie who had hitherto been lying there quite stiff with a hard expression of revolt still upon her face opened her clenched hands and made a vague gesture of pity ah she murmured the poor child all alone to contend against those magistrates and so innocent so proud so unshakable in her championship of the truth the same compassionate sympathy was arising from all the beds in the ward that hospital inferno with its nocturnal wretchedness its pestilential atmosphere its pallets of anguish heaped together its weary lady hospitallers and sisters flitting phantom-like hither and thither now seemed to be illumined by a ray of divine charity was not the eternal illusion of happiness rising once more amidst tears and unconscious falsehoods poor poor bernadette all waxed indignant at the thought of the persecutions which she had endured in defence of her faith then pierre resuming his story related all that the child had had to suffer after being questioned by the commissary she had to appear before the judges of the local tribunal the entire magistracy pursued her and endeavoured to wring a retractation from her but the obstinacy of her dream was stronger than the common sense of all the civil authorities put together two doctors who were sent by the prefect to make a careful examination of the girl came like all doctors would have done to the honest opinion that it was a case of nervous trouble of which the asthma was a sure sign and which in certain circumstances might have induced visions this nearly led to her removal and confinement in a hospital at tarbes but public exasperation was feared a bishop had fallen on his knees before her some ladies had sought to buy favours from her for gold moreover she had found a refuge with the sisters of nevers who tended the aged in the town asylum and there she made her first communion and was with difficulty taught to read and write as the blessed virgin seemed to have chosen her solely to work the happiness of others and she herself had not been cured it was very sensibly decided to take her to the baths of cotteret which were so near at hand however they did her no good and no sooner had she returned to lourdes than the torture of being questioned and adored by a whole people began afresh became aggravated and filled her more and more with horror of the world her life was over already she would be a playful child no more she could never be a young girl dreaming of a husband a young wife kissing the cheeks of sturdy children she had beheld the virgin she was the chosen one the martyr if the virgin said believers had confided three secrets to her investing her with a triple armour as it were it was simply in order to sustain her in her appointed course the clergy had for a long time remained aloof on its own side full of doubt and anxiety 
abbe perramal the parish priest of lourdes was a man of somewhat blunt ways but full of infinite kindness rectitude and energy whenever he found himself in what he thought the right path on the first occasion when bernadette visited him he received this child who had been brought up at bartres and had not yet been seen at catechism almost as sternly as the commissary of police had done in fact he refused to believe her story and with some irony told her to entreat the lady to begin by making the eglantine blossom beneath her feet which by the way the lady never did and if the abbe ended by taking the child under his protection like a good pastor who defends his flock it was simply through the advent of persecution and the talk of imprisoning this puny child whose clear eyes shone so frankly and who clung with such modest gentle stubbornness to her original tale besides why should he have continued denying the miracle after merely doubting it like a prudent priest who had no desire to see religion mixed up in any suspicious affair holy writ is full of prodigies all dogma is based on the mysterious and that being so there was nothing to prevent him a priest from believing that the virgin had really entrusted bernadette with a pious message for him an injunction to build a church whither the faithful would repair in procession thus it was that he began loving and defending bernadette for her charm's sake whilst still refraining from active interference awaiting as he did the decision of his bishop this bishop monseigneur laurence seemed to have shut himself up in his episcopal residence at tarbes locking himself within it and preserving absolute silence as though there were nothing occurring at lourdes of a nature to interest him he had given strict instructions to his clergy and so far not a priest had appeared among the vast crowds of people who spent their days before the grotto he waited and even allowed the prefect to state in his administrative circulars that the civil and the religious authorities were acting in concert in reality he cannot have believed in the apparitions of the grotto of massabielle which he doubtless considered to be the mere hallucinations of a sick child this affair which was revolutionizing the region was of sufficient importance for him to have had it studied day by day and the manner in which he disregarded it for so long a time shows how little inclined he was to admit the truth of the alleged miracles and how greatly he desired to avoid compromising the church in a matter which seemed destined to end badly with all his piety monseigneur laurence had a cool practical intellect which enabled him to govern his diocese with great good sense impatient and ardent people nicknamed him saint thomas at the time on account of the manner in which his doubts persisted until events at last forced his hand indeed he turned a deaf ear to all the stories that were being related firmly resolved as he was that he would only listen to them if it should appear certain that religion had nothing to lose however the persecutions were about to become more pronounced the minister of worship in paris who had been informed of what was going on required that a stop should be put to all disorders and so the prefect caused the approaches to the grotto to be occupied by the military the grotto had already been decorated with vases of flowers offered by the zeal of the faithful and the gratitude of sufferers who had been healed money moreover was thrown into it gifts to the blessed virgin abounded rudimentary improvements too were carried out in a spontaneous way some quarrymen cut a kind of reservoir to receive the miraculous water and others removed the large blocks of stone and traced a path in the hillside however in presence of the swelling torrents of people the prefect after announcing his idea of arresting bernadette took the serious resolution of preventing all access to the grotto by placing a strong palisade in front of it some regrettable incidents had lately occurred various children pretended that they had seen the devil some of them being guilty of simulation in this respect whilst others had given way to real attacks of hysteria in the contagious nervous unhinging which was so prevalent 
but what a terrible business did the removal of the offerings from the grotto prove it was only towards evening that the commissary was able to find a girl willing to let him have a cart on hire and two hours later this girl fell from a loft and broke one of her ribs in the same way a man who had lent an axe had his feet crushed on the morrow by the fall of a block of stone it was in the midst of jeers and hisses that the commissary carried off the pots of flowers the tapers which he found burning the coppers and the silver hearts which lay upon the sand people clenched their fists and covertly called him thief and murderer then the posts for the palisades were planted in the ground and the rails were nailed to the crossbars no little labour being performed in order to shut off the mystery in order to bar access to the unknown and put the miracles in prison and the civil authorities were simple enough to imagine that it was all over that those few bits of boarding would suffice to stay the poor people who hungered for illusion and hope but as soon as the new religion was proscribed forbidden by the law as an offence it began to burn with an inextinguishable flame in the depths of every soul the believers came to the river bank in far greater numbers fell upon their knees at a short distance from the grotto and sobbed aloud as they gazed at the forbidden heaven and the sick the poor ailing folks who were forbidden to seek a cure rushed on the grotto despite all prohibitions slipped in wherever they could find an aperture or climbed over the palings when their strength enabled them to do so in the one ardent desire to steal a little of the water what there was a prodigious water in that grotto which restored the sight of the blind which set the infirm erect upon their legs again which instantaneously healed all ailments and there were officials cruel enough to put that water under lock and key so that it might not cure any more poor people why it was monstrous and a cry of hatred arose from all the humble ones all the disinherited ones who had as much need of the marvellous as of bread to live in accordance with a municipal decree the names of all delinquents were to be taken by the police and thus one soon beheld a woeful defile of old women and lame men summoned before the justice of the peace for the sole offence of taking a little water from the fount of life they stammered and entreated at their wits end when a fine was imposed upon them and outside the crowd was growling rageful unpopularity was gathering around those magistrates who treated human wretchedness so harshly those pitiless masters who after taking all the wealth of the world would not even leave to the poor their dream of the realms beyond their belief that a beneficent superior power took a maternal interest in them and was ready to endow them with peace of soul and health of body one day a whole band of poverty-stricken and ailing folks went to the mayor knelt down in his courtyard and implored him with sobs to allow the grotto to be reopened and the words they spoke were so pitiful that all who heard them wept a mother showed her child who was half dead would they let the little one die like that in her arms when there was a source yonder which had saved the children of other mothers a blind man called attention to his dim eyes a pale scrofulous youth displayed the sores on his legs a paralytic woman sought to join her woeful twisted hands did the authorities wish to see them all perish did they refuse them the last divine chance of life condemned and abandoned as they were by the science of man and equally great was the distress of the believers of those who were convinced that a corner of heaven had opened amidst the night of their mournful existences and who were indignant that they should be deprived of the chimerical delight the supreme relief for their human and social sufferings which they found in the belief that the blessed virgin had indeed come down from heaven to bring them the priceless balm of her intervention however the mayor was unable to promise anything and the crowd withdrew weeping ready for rebellion 
as though under the blow of some great act of injustice an act of idiotic cruelty towards the humble and the simple for which heaven would assuredly take vengeance the struggle went on for several months and it was an extraordinary spectacle which these sensible men the minister the prefect and the commissary of police presented all animated with the best intentions and contending against the ever-swelling crowd of despairing ones who would not allow the doors of dreamland to be closed upon them who would not be shut off from the mystic glimpse of future happiness in which they found consolation for their present wretchedness the authorities required order the respect of a discreet religion the triumph of reason whereas the need of happiness carried the people off into an enthusiastic desire for cure both in this world and in the next oh to cease suffering to secure equality in the comforts of life to march on under the protection of a just and beneficent mother to die only to awaken in heaven and necessarily the burning desire of the multitude the holy madness of the universal joy was destined to sweep aside the rigid morose conceptions of a well-regulated society in which the ever-recurring epidemical attacks of religious hallucination are condemned as prejudicial to good order and healthiness of mind the saint honorine ward on hearing the story likewise revolted pierre again had to pause for many were the stifled exclamations in which the commissary of police was likened to satan and herod la grivotte had sat up upon her mattress stammering oh the monsters to behave like that to the blessed virgin who has cured me and even madame vetu once more penetrated by a ray of hope amidst the covert certainty she felt that she was going to die grew angry at the idea that the grotto would not have existed had the prefect won the day there would have been no pilgrimages she said we should not be here hundreds of us would not be cured every year a fit of stifling came over her however and sister hyacinthe had to raise her to a sitting posture madame de jonquiere was profiting by the interruption to attend to a young woman afflicted with a spinal complaint whilst two other women unable to remain on their beds so unbearable was the heat prowled about with short silent steps looking quite white in the misty darkness and from the far end of the ward where all was black there resounded a noise of painful breathing which had been going on without a pause accompanying pierre's narrative like a rattle elise rouquet alone was sleeping peacefully still stretched upon her back and displaying her disfigured countenance which was slowly drying midnight had struck a quarter of an hour previously and abbe Juden might arrive at any moment for the communion grace was now again descending into marie's heart and she was convinced that if the blessed virgin had refused to cure her it was indeed her own fault in having doubted when she entered the piscina and she therefore repented of her rebellion as of a crime could she ever be forgiven her pale face sank down among her beautiful fair hair her eyes filled with tears and she looked at pierre with an expression of anguish oh how wicked i was my friend she said it was through hearing you relate how that prefect and those magistrates sinned through pride that i understood my transgression one must believe my friend there is no happiness outside faith and love then as pierre wished to break off at the point which he had reached they all began protesting and calling for the continuation of his narrative so that he had to promise to go on to the triumph of the grotto its entrance remained barred by the palisade and you had to come secretly at night if you wished to pray and carry off a stolen bottle of water still the fear of rioting increased for it was rumoured that whole villages intended to come down from the hills in order to deliver god as they naively expressed it it was a levee en masse of the humble a rush of those who hungered for the miraculous so irresistible in its impetuosity that mere common sense 
mere considerations of public order were to be swept away like chaff and it was monseigneur laurence in his episcopal residence at tarbes who was first forced to surrender all his prudence all his doubts were outflanked by the popular outburst for five long months he had been able to remain aloof preventing his clergy from following the faithful to the grotto and defending the church against the tornado of superstition which had been let loose but what was the use of struggling any longer he felt the wretchedness of the suffering people committed to his care to be so great that he resigned himself to granting them the idolatrous religion for which he realized them to be eager some prudence remaining to him however he contented himself in the first instance with drawing up an ordonnance appointing a commission of inquiry which was to investigate the question this implied the acceptance of the miracles after a period of longer or shorter duration if monseigneur laurence was the man of healthy culture and cool reason that he is pictured to have been how great must have been his anguish on the morning when he signed that ordonnance he must have knelt in his oratory and have begged the sovereign master of the world to dictate his conduct to him he did not believe in the apparitions he had a loftier more intellectual idea of the manifestations of the divinity only would he not be showing true pity and mercy in silencing the scruples of his reason the noble prejudices of his faith in presence of the necessity of granting that bread of falsehood which poor humanity requires in order to be happy doubtless he begged the pardon of heaven for allowing it to be mixed up in what he regarded as childish pastime for exposing it to ridicule in connection with an affair in which there was only sickliness and dementia but his flock suffered so much hungered so ravenously for the marvellous for fairy stories with which to lull the pains of life and thus in tears the bishop at last sacrificed his respect for the dignity of providence to his sensitive pastoral charity for the woeful human flock then the emperor in his turn gave way he was at biarritz at the time and was kept regularly informed of everything connected with this affair of the apparitions with which the entire parisian press was also occupying itself for the persecutions would not have been complete if the pens of voltairean newspaper men had not meddled in them and whilst his minister his prefect and his commissary of police were fighting for common sense and public order the emperor preserved his wonted silence the deep silence of a daydream of which nobody ever penetrated petitions arrived day by day yet he held his tongue bishops came great personages great ladies of his circle watched and drew him on one side and still he held his tongue a truceless warfare was being waged around him on one side the believers and the men of fanciful minds whom the mysterious strongly interested on the other the unbelievers and the statesmen who distrusted the disturbances of the imagination and still and ever he held his tongue then all at once with the sudden decision of a naturally timid man he spoke out the rumour spread that he had yielded to the entreaties of his wife eugenie no doubt she did intervene but the emperor was more deeply influenced by a revival of his old humanitarian dreams his genuine compassion for the disinherited like the bishop he did not wish to close the portals of illusion to the wretched by upholding the unpopular decree which forbade despairing sufferers to go and drink life at the holy source so he sent a telegram a curt order to remove the palisade so as to allow everybody free access to the grotto then came a shout of joy and triumph the decree annulling the previous one was read at lourdes to the sound of drum and trumpet the commissary of police had to come in person to superintend the removal of the palisade he was afterwards transferred elsewhere like the prefect people flocked to lourdes from all parts the new cultus was organized at the grotto and a cry of joy ascended god had won the victory 
god alas no it was human wretchedness which had won the battle human wretchedness with its eternal need of falsehood its hunger for the marvellous its everlasting hope akin to that of some condemned man who for salvation's sake surrenders himself into the hands of an invisible omnipotence mightier than nature and alone capable should it be willing of annulling nature's laws and that which had also conquered was the sovereign compassion of those pastors the merciful bishop and merciful emperor who allowed those big sick children to retain the fetish which consoled some of them and at times even cured others in the middle of november the episcopal commission came to lourdes to prosecute the inquiry which had been entrusted to it it questioned bernadette yet once again and studied a large number of miracles however in order that the evidence might be absolute it only registered some thirty cases of cure and monseigneur laurence declared himself convinced nevertheless he gave a final proof of his prudence by continuing to wait another three years before declaring in a pastoral letter that the blessed virgin had in truth appeared at the grotto of massabiel and that numerous miracles had subsequently taken place there meantime he had purchased the grotto itself with all the land around it from the municipality of lourdes on behalf of his see work was then begun modestly at first but soon on a larger and larger scale as money began to flow in from all parts of christendom the grotto was cleared and enclosed with an iron railing the garve was thrown back into a new bed so as to allow of spacious approaches to the shrine with lawns paths and walks at last too the church which the virgin had asked for the basilica began to rise on the summit of the rock itself from the very first stroke of the pick abbe peramal the parish priest of lourdes went on directing everything with even excessive zeal for the struggle had made him the most ardent and most sincere of all the believers in the work that was to be accomplished with his somewhat rough but true fatherly nature he had begun to adore bernadette making her mission his own and devoting himself soul and body to realizing the orders which he had received from heaven through her innocent mouth and he exhausted himself in mighty efforts he wished everything to be very beautiful and very grand worthy of the queen of the angels who had deigned to visit this mountain nook the first religious ceremony did not take place till six years after the apparitions a marble statue of the virgin was installed with great pomp on the very spot where she had appeared it was a magnificent day all lourdes was gay with flags and every bell rang joyously five years later in eighteen sixty nine the first mass was celebrated in the crypt of the basilica whose spire was not yet finished meantime gifts flowed in without a pause a river of gold was streaming towards the grotto a whole town was about to spring up from the soil it was the new religion completing its foundations the desire to be healed did heal the thirst for a miracle worked the miracle a deity of pity and hope was evolved from man's sufferings from that longing for falsehood and relief which in every age of humanity has created the marvellous palaces of the realms beyond where an almighty power renders justice and distributes eternal happiness and thus the ailing ones of the saint honorine ward only beheld in the victory of the grotto the triumph of their hopes of cure along the rows of beds there was a quiver of joy when with his heart stirred by all those poor faces turned towards him eager for certainty pierre repeated god had conquered since that day the miracles have never ceased and it is the most humble who are the most frequently relieved then he laid down the little book abbe juden was coming in and the sacrament was about to be administered marie however again penetrated by the fever of faith her hands burning leant towards pierre oh my friend said she i pray you hear me confess my fault and absolve me i have blasphemed 
and have been guilty of mortal sin if you do not succour me i shall be unable to receive the blessed sacrament and yet i so greatly need to be consoled and strengthened the young priest refused her request with a wave of the hand he had never been willing to act as confessor to this friend the only woman he had loved in the healthy smiling days of youth however she insisted i beg you to do so said she you will help to work the miracle of my cure then he gave way and received the avowal of her fault that impious rebellion induced by suffering that rebellion against the virgin who had remained deaf to her prayers and afterwards he granted her absolution in the sacramental form meanwhile abbe judaine had already deposited the ciborium on the little table between two lighted tapers which looked like woeful stars in the semi-obscurity of the ward madame de jonquiere had just decided to open one of the windows quite wide for the odour emanating from all the suffering bodies and heaped-up rags had become unbearable but no air came in from the narrow courtyard into which the window opened though black with night it seemed like a well of fire having offered to act as server pierre repeated the confiteor then after responding with the miserator and the indulgentiam the chaplain who wore his alb raised the pyx saying behold the lamb of god who taketh away the sins of the world all the women who writhing in agony were impatiently awaiting the communion like dying creatures who await life from some fresh medicine which is a long time coming thereupon thrice repeated in all humility and with lips almost closed lord i am not worthy that thou shouldst enter under my roof but only say the word and my soul shall be healed abbe judaine had begun to make the round of those woeful beds accompanied by pierre and followed by madame de jonquiere and sister hyacinthe each of whom carried one of the lighted tapers the sister designated those who were to communicate and murmuring the customary latin words the priest leant forward and placed the host somewhat at random on the sufferer's tongue almost all were waiting for him with widely opened glittering eyes amidst the disorder of that hastily pitched camp two were found to be sound asleep however and had to be awakened several were moaning without being conscious of it and continued moaning even after they had received the sacrament at the far end of the ward the rattle of the poor creature who could not be seen still resounded and nothing could have been more mournful than the appearance of that little cortege in the semi-darkness amidst which the yellow flames of the tapers gleamed like stars but marie's face to which an expression of ecstasy had returned was like a divine apparition although la grivotte was hungering for the bread of life they had refused her the sacrament on this occasion as it was to be administered to her in the morning at the rosary madame vetu however had received the host on her black tongue in a hiccup and now marie was lying there under the pale light of the tapers looking so beautiful amidst her fair hair with her eyes dilated and her features transfigured by faith that every one admired her she received the sacrament with rapture heaven visibly descended into her poor youthful frame reduced to such physical wretchedness and clasping pierre's hand she detained him for a moment saying oh she will heal me my friend she has just promised me that she will do so go and take some rest i shall sleep so soundly now as he withdrew in company with abbe judaine pierre caught sight of little madame des agneaux stretched out in the armchair in which weariness had overpowered her nothing could awaken her it was now half-past one in the morning and madame de jonquiere and her assistant sister hyacinthe were still going backwards and forwards turning the patients over cleansing them and dressing their sores however the ward was becoming more peaceful its heavy darkness had grown less oppressive since bernadette with her charm had passed through it 
the visionary's little shadow was now flitting in triumph from bed to bed completing its work bringing a little of heaven to each of the despairing ones each of the disinherited ones of this world and as they all at last sank to sleep they could see the little shepherdess so young so ill herself leaning over them and kissing them with a kindly smile end of section ten